flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code, TAMA, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial for your ball to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great, especially as the summertime gets swampier. If you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code TAMA, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Use the code T-A-M-A for free shipping and 20% off at manscaped.com. Manscaped. Shave your balls. A Gorilla of Destiny, a Bullet Club OG, continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tama's Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Thomas Island Podcast. I am Tama Tonga. We got Ross, Berman, and our special guest here from Thomas Island. We want to welcome Damien Black. Big D. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> How you doing, Damien? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm all good. Everything's everything's cool over here. Um, you know, we're getting on towards half 11 at night, but, you know, it's, it's cool, man. Everything's <laughs> good. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, we've got an international episode of Thomas Island today. Tom is in Japan right now. He just got back from Fukuoka for Wrestling Dantaku Weekend. You're in England. I'm in Chicago. We got we got a number of time zones going on right now. I remember I sent out the email. I was like, yeah, it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And then I realized none of us are in that time zone. There's not a single one of us that are in the Eastern time zone. <laughs> <laughs> we got 7.30 in the morning. We got a morning. We got close to midnight. And we got the middle of the day. Guys, everything. Yeah, but we thank you for joining us here, Damien. We're gonna be talk. We're gonna dive into what's going on in the UK. We're gonna dive into what's been going on over here in Japan. But first, let's thank our subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and press that subscribe button right now, and thank our sponsors, Manscape.com. Use the code name Tom to get twenty percent off, guys. They've got new products coming out. They've been shipping it us to to us here. Ross Berman, have you tried it out? Tell me you tried it out. Oh man. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. They they sent me some some fresh uh, stuff. I got the lawnmower. I got a bunch of they they sent me like uh, ball toner and a bunch of like sprays and it's it. They really have some high end stuff. I I can't I can't stress enough. Head on over to manscaped.com. Use that code Tama. It's not it's not just like. 
the the joy of keeping yourself clean down there. It's actually, they're fun to use. Like it's actually kind of like if you're bored in the shower, you can just start start trimming. It's that easy. Uh, so shout out to the folks over at Manscaped. Thank you for 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 not only paying our bills but for putting out such a great product. Yeah, awesome man. Now, Ross, man, I, what's going on on the wrestling scenes, man? Let's dive into that first, bro. Well, I mean, we we really have to address the the giant elephant in the room. If we're going to be talking about Duntaku weekend, we're going to be talking about wrestling news. Uh, wrestling Duntaku did not go as planned. Uh, the the first night, well, technically the first night went as planned. Uh, you know, there were some great matches. You defended. Uh, you unfortunately were unable to to secure Iron Fingers in a ladder match, and also. Uh, Jay White became the first ever New Japan Grand Slam champion, now having held the IWGP Heavyweight, the IWGP Intercontinental, the IWGP US, and now the Never Openweight Championship. But then wrestling Duntaku Weekend Night 2 ran into a bit of a hiccup when apparently two performers showed up with a a, a presenting with a fever. Uh, And so everyone involved in the Suzuki-Gun versus Chaos six-man tag match from night one. So that's Minoru Suzuki, Kazuchika Okada, Sho, Yo, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. They were all pulled to out of precaution, out of COVID precautions. It is now being reported that two people did come back with positive tests and are reporting mild symptoms. Uh, it has not been reported who that is, but whoever it is, you know, we send nothing but good wishes. We hope everyone gets well soon. Um, but that's, I mean, that's that's the big news out of Dontaku weekend. Is this is and to be fair, this is the first positive in New Japan since y'all came back in May of 2020. There have been people have been pulled for possible exposures, but there haven't been any positive test results until now. Unfortunately, the the streak is over. But I mean, how is how is kind of the mood over in Japan with the the positive results and the uh, just all the kind of news that's going on out of Dontaku weekend? Uh- New Japan handled it really well, especially in the locker room uh, back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit kind of uh, like there's a bit of confusion at first because like, everybody's trying to think, all right, who's been in contact with this guy? Who was around this guy? We've got to start separating everybody. Um, and But uh, we're all going to – we just got back into Tokyo. Some guys went directly to the hospital to get uh, a testing. So, you know, we're going through that process now. We usually have like a monthly testing, but – since this happened, we're all trying to get uh, to make sure we're all good here. I got after this podcast, I'm on my way to the hospital to get a, a test. So, but I'm, I feel great, man. I'm I'm healthy. I feel great. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens here in yep. a couple hours. But I don't. You know, I think so. I no. I'm- I'm, I'm glad you're feeling good. And like I said, the report did say that right now they're only experiencing mild symptoms, and so that is that is also you know better news. Um, I, I also shout out to New Japan for respecting the privacy of whoever it is that uh, got the positive result. We didn't, no one knows, no one's talking, and nor should they, in my opinion. They they were did the responsible thing of announcing it. They did the responsible thing of making sure all the talent are okay, and then the rest of it is just they'll when they get better they'll rejoin. Uh, it doesn't need to be this. Uh, it doesn't need to be this this hunt. It doesn't need to be this this. It, it's very it's respectful, like you said. They're handling it the right way, and it does it does shine a a, a bigger light on the fact that while we in the U.S. are kind of getting back to normal, uh, you know, various cities are starting to reopen. Knock on wood. There are yes, still states uh, that are not necessarily out of the woods yet, but vaccine distribution has been going far far you know ahead of schedule far more than i think a lot of people who had even planned it 
uh, expected. But you are seeing in places like India and in places like Japan and places that aren't the U.S., they don't have the access to the vaccine that they uh, that they would like to. It's looking like uh, the the they are, the patents are about to be be waived. It's, I just saw a thing about how a number of pharmaceutical companies' stock went down. It was announced that they're probably going to have to share that that vaccine and share that patent information just to make sure that that the world uh, gets taken care of. But but Damien, you're over in England. How is how are how is the kind of how is the transition to post-pandemic kind of going uh, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I mean, lately, kind of the last couple of days, we've we've had a lot of talk coming out about, um, you know, easing of lockdown fully in that even things like social distancing, um, there's going to be like a slow pull out of that. And even isolating for contact with cases that do show up, Mm. That you know the way that works is changing, and that's going to be gradually phased out now as well. So I mean, we're we're at a position now where quite a lot of the population are actually vaccinated, or at least had their first dose. So um, yeah, it's all it's all looking really positive here. And I know things like aid for India and such are things that uh, the UK government's been looking into a lot at the moment as well. So yeah, it's all looking really strong and really positive here. Yep. No, yeah, and that's that's great news. Like you said, uh, aid for India and various. Uh, uh, supports like that are going to start popping up probably over the next uh, couple months as as we as the, the the places with vaccines and the places with access to, to vaccines start to actually you know uh, spread some some equity. But Tama, the Japan has been kind of in a back and forth place because they just is Tokyo is currently in a state of emergency. You just got out of uh, yeah. Fukuoka, which is not it, I don't believe is as locked down. Uh, as as Tokyo is, and so how is how has Japan kind of been during this uh, this I mean this state of emergency? Let's call it what it is. This this very this spike. Uh, just, I think it just feels like they're on they're just ready to anything kind of happens like any kind mm-hmm. of spike or anything they they put everything on lockdown. And I think it's just because the Olympics is here. They're trying to set up for for it at least. Yeah. And so everything's I feel like it's on edge. Like they'll just if you. I mean, because the cases they get here, that's a dream day in Florida, you know? Mm. <laughs> that's, like, yep. that's nothing compared to Florida. And so uh, they get like 100 cases, they'll <laughs> lose their mind here. Yep. So, um, but I, hey, I, there's, they're doing their best to con- uh, control yep. it. And uh, it, I can't blame them, you know? They got a lot oh, of yeah. in here. So. I'm especially good. especially on like an island like that it's very you know once you when you have an, an epidemic on a, a place that's locked in like an island it can be very 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 tricky and so shout out to the japanese government for the way they've been handling and again like people are saying in the chat shout out to, to new japan for the way they're kind of handling this situation right now like i said these are the first positives since japan new japan started back up post pandemic uh hiatus uh back in 2020 and it's not it's not just New Japan. We're not. You're not seeing a lot of positive tests out of Noah. You're not seeing a lot of positive tests out of all Japan. You're not DDT. None of the the Japanese promotions are really reporting any big uh, positive spikes the way that you know AEW has, the way WWE has, the way we've seen here in, in the North American wrestling scene. Uh, and so, just just shout out to the the Japanese wrestling community for being able to. To, to operate as much as they have, because like it, hell, in, in the case of New Japan and Noah and some of these places, y'all have been running twice as many shows, and it's still the data is still showing that it's not 
it's yeah. not driving uh it, it's not like it's keeping things as safe as you possibly can in this kind of situation right. um no but it, you know besides the covid i know that's big news out of out of wrestling yeah. Dantaku, let's talk about the bangers the bangers hell yeah yeah at wrestling Dantaku, the the most obvious one will osprey and shingle took hiding the shooting <laughs> damn Home it, with that shit. That, tell me, that, a, new, a new standard set. I mean, 40, 44 minutes, 53 seconds, and, the, and it, it felt like 15. I mean, the match really does just blow by. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, anyone who's listened to this podcast know I'm not, I'm not the, the biggest Osprey <laughs> fan in the world, but man, that when he is on, he is on. I mean, there's, I said it on Twitter. It's the match of the year. There's nothing, there's nothing by a mile that's, that's touching that. Uh, it, it just, it had an energy that uh, a lot of, a lot of matches just don't. I mean, it, it's, it was very, really something special. I mean, Damien, you, you just got done catching up with, with Dontaku weekend. what did you think of that, that big main event with Osprey and Shingo? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I was saying before, kind of just got caught up with it this evening, and man, they they killed each other. <laughs> like, yeah, that was insane. And kind of every, every time you thought, like, that's it. There's there's no way the match can continue after this. That's it. That's that's got to be it. They're pulling it out and they're doing more stuff. It's getting crazy, and it just it got way up there. And honestly, I was I blew my mind that match. It was it was amazing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, just just an absolutely phenomenal phenomenal match and a phenomenal weekend because I mean. Osprey and Shingo weren't the only ones delivering stellar performances. It, yes, I do believe that Osprey and Shingo had probably the best match of the year. It's going to take a lot to beat it. But Jay White and Hiroshi Tanahashi oh. had a, a. It was a very different match. Like I think the the Tanahashi and White and Osprey and Takagi could not be One more different. Total opposite. Complete different ends That's of the spectrum, but still gripping, thrilling. I. I I don't know if I've seen a, a better, a, a more intense fight between White and Tanahashi. I mean, it was really, uh, both men were operating on a, on a level that just. And that's, and that's what I love about New Japan. You, mm-hmm. know, you just don't get one style, one mm-hmm. flavor. You're getting, you know, different styles and, and, and like wrestling is subjective, right? So you, you're going to get. It, we're catering to many people. You're going to get every style. It's just not one style all the way through. You're going to get your hard pace, fast, flash, bang, 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 all the way through. And you're going to get your, you know, the other opposite from that, you know, getting you emotionally invested, slow paced, you know, that grind, that slow burn, that, you know, psychology, you know, so it's, it's you're going that I love it, man. Mm-hmm. And, should not, you know, look, we, I had a lot of match for a damn iron I, finger. Okay. For a I, damn I, iron finger. Let's, let's I was, I was about to bring this match up because while we're talking about the ends of the spectrum, your match with, uh, with Tai Chi over the iron fingers of doom, another match that could not be more different from white versus Tanahashi could not be more different from Osprey and Takagi, but my God, what a story y'all told. And I mean, by the end of the match, when you have Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. Like, uh, they they still are treating Izuka like he's dead. Like they're like we've got the Iron Fingers. They are going to be retired with Izuka. God rest Izuka. It's like I, I. It's my job to know if he would have died in the past year. He didn't die. He just retired right died. before the pandemic. 
But boy, if you were watching, uh, if you were watching the first night of wrestling Duntaku, you would have thought they were retiring the the kind of like last vestiges of a fallen comrade. Uh, it was a real. <laughs> But the match itself was uh, just a wild ride because you had you and Taichi, who, let's face it, you all have been trying to kill each other on the during the Dontaku tour. And now gloves were off, the bell rang, there was no DQ, and you all were able to just beat the hell out of each other and you were allowed to use ladders while you did it. Mm-hmm. Then you add in uh, Jado, who was uh, uh, just kind of running around causing trouble. Then you had Doki, who was getting thrown through everything and the kid, he was getting thrown through tables, he was getting thrown through ladders. The man was just... Just getting tossed around, and it was it was a spectacle. <laughs> You're bullying Doki around like like little stepchild. <laughs> Poor guy, man. But props to Doki, man. Props to Doki for, for coming through like that, taking some incredible bumps. And it, it, that's I, hey, everybody. I I felt um, with our match, mm-hmm. it's it, it just. Everybody's thinking ladder match, right? And when you think ladder match, you're, you're obviously thinking like WWE style. You're, you're thinking this kind of like craziness from guys, legends that that's done this kind of style. And we talked about this on Thomas Island on the on Happy Hour. How you know this is a ladder match? This is the second one in New Japan. How can we make this different? How can we how can we um, uh, approach this in a New Japan style way? And I, I think we, you know, we accomplished that in, in our own way. Just, you know, it, I, it wasn't a bang, bang, let's see you do the craziest shit on a ladder. But we, we, I felt the story that we told matched up to all the 16 matches we've had against each other all the way up this damn fucking I was going to say, like, is it really, you did get the... You did get the vibe that even if it wasn't about Iron Fingers, even if it wasn't, uh, you know, even if you guys didn't have the history at the Tokyo Dome, just having to fight each other sixteen nights in a row is going to make you, you know, go go get to the point where you're gonna you're gonna start choking each other, you're gonna start hitting each other with with everything in the kitchen sink. But man, it you're not kidding when you say that it it there there's one moment. That is an ins- like outside of Doki getting thrown around. There's one moment that's the insane batshit. Oh my god moment, and that's you getting thrown off the ladder. You try you tried for the gun stun. You get tossed off the ladder through a table, and that's also how the match ended. Like it was the the emo- it was the emotional climax. It was the story climax. It was everything finished right as the as the match came to a close. And I think that's that's kind of where well, you're coming. F- I yeah, that's, that's, that's a, I was made by Steven Spielberg himself. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, it's, it was, it, you know, it's it, 27 minutes long. That is, that's, that's longer than a, than a scripted, uh, 30 minute comedy. Like it, usually a 30 minute comedy with commercials, 22 minutes. So 27 minutes, y'all did a pilot. Y'all did a pilot about Tai Chi versus Tama for the Iron Fingers. And I, I, I'm biased because I'm I was a fan of Iron Fingers even before y'all started kind of fighting over it, and so the, I felt like this was a good kind of this was a good if if this is truly how the Iron Fingers of Doom are going out, this is the way to do that. This really oh, felt like, like a James Bond movie or a Samuel L. Jackson movie, something <laughs> like yeah. or Iron Fingers. <laughs> Had a big like Quentin Tarantino vibe of just sort of what's the most creative way we can destroy each other. Um, <laughs> What you what you th- yeah and like and then then to go from that match directly into Tanahashi and White having this yes. very 
I mean that that's I think the most traditional New Japan main event of the weekend. Like that was that was the 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 kind of bread and butter New Japan style that we've known for the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. And it and it it really is it's giving the never belt like this new shape because the never division belt never used to be the the forty minute title match main event. You know it was. It, it was, was pit- what, the, what the IWGP World Heavyweight Title belt yep. uh, match is. They switched. <laughs> yep. No, it's 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 kind of taken on that intercontinental uh, uh, vibe in the way that you know you got Tanahashi wrestling thirty five minute matches, even though it's not for the, it's not the world belt, but it's still the main event. It's still uh, it's still definitely got that that vibe. Um, it uh, it 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 definitely feels like it's it's letting things like the the NJPW strong open weight belt slide into that where the the never belt used to be because you got guys like Tom Lawler now who can come in there and have those fifteen minute pit bull matches that guys like Shibata and Ishii and Goto uh, used to have and so it 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 does feel like the kind of the kaleidoscope of the the title picture is is shifting a little bit and that kind of cemented it on night one then night two you have the future of the style because you've got osprey who's very much the future of of the of the way wrestlers are going to be it's going to be more athletic it's going to be uh bigger it's going to be louder in the way that osprey is and in the same way that takagi is i mean takagi is a he's a fast loud wrestler when you really you really think about it and that was that was the 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 new main event style it was sort of like night one old main event style night two new main event style we're, we're going backwards and forwards at the same time and it i i think it really it it was a very kind of rich uh fulfilling um uh weekend so to speak because it does it hits all those different points i mean uh damien what did you what did you kind of think of the the way the three the three main events so to speak kind of played off of each other yes i think i think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there saying it it's a mixture of the old style of main event and or more sorry, a more traditional style of main event mm-hmm. and what is kind of a, a peek into what the future will hold for main events. Mm. Um, you know, it's not just about going for 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's that so for me, Takagi and Osprey, it was all about even right in the closing minutes, there was there was this intensity to it. And the story still felt like it could have gone either way at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, it's, it's that more athletic build going forward. So, oh my God, yeah. So <laughs> I, I definitely definitely think that's that's kind of how things will keep going to keep that drama, that tension and that um, kind of pacing to what's happening and make everything at that level big. Um, but still enjoy a good traditionally paced main event as well. And I think having them both on separate nights and having them both kind of um, act as like the headline on each night mm-hmm. made that distinction even bigger. Um, and you had kind of that almost cater for every every taste kind of approach. Um, and yeah, I mean, going back and touching on the ladder match even for a moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, second one in New Japan history. But again, I don't, because of the way the match flowed and the way it was put together and the structure and stuff that happened during the match, even though WWE, for example, run a lot of ladder matches, I hadn't seen a ladder match that's worked like that. And from the entrances alone, like seeing Doki, seeing seeing Jaro there as well, and uh, hold up, there's there's so much potential here for what can happen already, and nobody's done anything yet. 
nobody's, you know, everyone's not in the ring yet and already your brain's working it right. What can happen here? There's there's so many directions everything can go in and both nights of Dontaku had that through all the matches, like almost anything could go anywhere at any point. Mm. So, you know, I, I think it, it that mixture going forward, I think definitely kind of satiates the whole spectrum of wrestling fan. Mm. And that, that's kind of awesome, you know, so definitely. Yeah. And it, de- it, it definitely feels like um, Osprey and Takagi had... <laughs> They had a they had a real hard time in front of them because at the end of the day the show started and we already knew two guys had shown up with fevers mm-hmm. six guys have been pulled off the card the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Semi Main Event was scrapped because Yo and El Desperado are two of the guys who had to get pulled due to the COVID exposure uh, and so there was this dark cloud kind of hanging over Dontaku Night Two and so you add to the fact that. The world title picture is very shaky in New Japan. Ibushi lost on his first defense. There's a lot of people that are kind of going, where, what's going on? What's the direction of New Japan? Where are they going from here? And so it felt like Osprey and Takagi not only had to lift the cloud from the night, from the COVID exposure, but they had to lift the cloud from the, the kind of overall unification of the world title because there are still people that you know, it's, it's in the back of their minds that we got rid of the, the heavyweight and the IC belt. What's, what's happening. And now that you have that match, that world, not only is it the first world heavyweight defense for the IWGP world heavyweight belt, but it was also a, an instant classic. I mean, the way people were talking about this match today, it's, is something that it's people just don't, it, even with a guy as divisive as Osprey and even with someone as beloved as Takagi, it feels like this this is on a whole new level. This is their, this is the first time where they're sniffing that Omega Okada, you know, that that truly kind of I I don't know how to that that extra tier that to steal Osprey's phrase, they've hit that kind of other level. because yeah. uh, it it just the it's like you said, Ray, at any point it could have gone anyway. Even right to that right until that very end when Osprey hit the Stormbreaker, it really felt like this could be Takagi's night. They just that he had an answer for everything that Osprey has brought to him, not only throughout the match, but throughout their entire rivalry. I mean, this this match elevates not only those two guys, but the the three matches they've had prior to this, the New Japan Cup match they had less less than two months ago. I mean, that's I think yeah. about that. They had to they less than two months ago had to have a match on the level of their Best of Super Junior final, on the level of their G One Climax encounter, and then two months later they had to do it again. And not only did they did it, they they surpassed themselves. I mean, that's that's just I got to raise a Red Bull to that. That's some that's some fantastic work, definitely in. You know, I, I remember we even speaking about the New Japan Cup match at the time and kind of going, man, the level of that was insane. How how are they going to match that? How are they how are they going to keep that going? But then not to see it only match, but kind of exceeded as well. Because mm. again, right up until that finish, I thought at any moment Bakagi can still win, mm. and that edge of the seat kind of feeling. Oh yeah, no hats off, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely, you know, new style belt. We're coming out of the pandemic. You got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about this. This this kind of belt kind of matches their energy, the way it looks. Yep. It's a new style, and and they're just 
that's this generation. I'm, I'm getting the vibe. This is that generation, and you're going to have to bring your A game. Osprey is uh, – he's just on a different level, man. I, I'll admit it. He's – that dude loves wrestling, pro wrestling. No matter the bullshit that happens on the outside, that what he does inside that ring, it's – I don't see anybody on that level. I don't. And 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 not only does Osprey elevate himself, he can do that, but he he elevates the person he's with. He's really in there, putting in that work. Um, and props to Osprey. Hey, that's enough about him. I'm done talking about Osprey. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was- <laughs> Thomas Island listeners, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before we go out, and then we get into our 20s and our 30s, and we start to notice those first signs of hair loss. Oh, it definitely starts to feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald, but thankfully, there's now an easy way to keep your hair with keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The only way to really prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. And Keeps makes it very easy. You don't have to go to your doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, all you have to do is visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home, and start now. That's right. They make it easy, and they deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to hanging out in the pharmacy checkout lines and all those awkward doctor visits. And also, they have the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but you've never tried them for this price. Again, you have to start while you still have hair left to save, and treatments can typically take between four to six months, so it's important to act fast. And if you want that first month free, go to Keeps.com backslash Tama. That's right, Keeps.com backslash Tama for your first month free. Head on over to Keeps.com and keep the hair you have while you still have it. I was gonna say because we if if we're we 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 are kind of we're kind of hurting Jay White's moment here because Jay White not only did he did he win the the never open weight belt became the first person to hold every every heavyweight title that has been available to heavyweight wrestlers in New Japan. But at the end of the night, I mean, he really, he got backstage and he unleashed on people. I mean, just in the way that it feels like, like even, even back after wrestling, after Wrestle Kingdom, when he was, he was doing that, this isn't Jay, it's Jamie. And I have a lot of grievances with you people and you're going to hear them. This, this was more of a, to everyone who never believed in Jay White, to anyone who ever thought that maybe he was just a replacement for Kenny Omega, or maybe he was just some some guy that Gato liked more than everyone else. Like he's the guy. He really it's his era. This is his time. He is he I I gotta imagine either Yokohama or the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Grand Slam are gonna be a big, big platform for him now that he's got this this never open weight belt. And it 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 definitely feels like this because he's beaten Tanahashi before. He's mm-hmm. beaten Tanahashi enough that the fact that this felt different really speaks to, I think, the moment Jay White is having in the year he's having. Because you know he was one of the highlights of of last year's G One Climax. He had the longest Wrestle Kingdom main event ever uh, with the the fifty minute match against uh, Kota Ibushi at the Tokyo Dome. Now he's the Grand Slam champion, and we're all talking about Osprey. And it does feel like they might be on some kind of collision course about the fact that 
we got one guy who's saying he's on another level. We got another guy who's saying it's his era and they're both kind of right. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a super fight right there. That's when you get to the, that's, that's, that's when you start to get to that, that new star level. Cause like, I think, I think Jay White has always kind of been looked at as like a young, a young guy with puppy paws and he will someday grow into the wrestler that he is right now. Like that match with Tanahashi the way that it was paced, the beats that they were able to take with each other, it really did. It felt like a, a, an adult Jay White really saying, this is my time. I finally have the, the pedigree. I finally have the maturity and I'm ready. And in the same way, it also felt like Osprey did the same thing with his match against Takagi. They slowed the match down. They took more time with each other. They really, they really let... I don't know how to, I'm going to put it in improv terms. They connected with each, they, they did that. They, they really were on, they were on some kind of same page with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that you can only do when you're at a, you're operating from a more mature place. When you're operating from that place where you can find, you finally trust your instincts, not just your ability. It's yeah. like when you trust your ability, then you, then, you know, you can overthink stuff. When you trust your instincts, you can just go out there and roll. You can just do whatever you need to. And it really, it felt like Jay White, and Will Osprey really did show to that that this past weekend that you know the next decade and a half are probably gonna be, it's gonna be theirs to theirs to lose. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think that's gonna be a super fight too. I agree. Uh, it, mm-hmm. And just with the style that Jay fought in and the style that that Osprey fought in, you know, mm-hmm. these are two young guys, two very they're going they're like. Osprey's coming on and coming up and he's running parallel with Jay and they got the, their both journey. It's going to meet. And when they do meet, I think it's going to be with the timing and everything. If that's playing right, shit, that's going to, that's going to be a, that's what I'm saying. Cause like, I don't know. I don't know when I'm not even, I'm not even trying to force that. It's just one of those, like, I can see the way they're rising right now. And it's, it's so similar and it's so, they just, Oh, there is, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. It's, it's like, uh, it, it, it's, it's like watching, it's like watching a shooting star or something. It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things you can't write, you can't plan for it. It's just eventually two guys start to really hit that hot streak. Um, but Jay, Jay White, not the only, uh, Jay White is not the only Bullet Club member that was making news this past week though. Cause while Jay White was winning his big, uh, his big crown, it's now looking like ELP is going to be in Impact Wrestling. And not only that, it, it really did seem to catch a lot of buzz. A lot of people may turn their heads when they, they heard that uh, that light-up jacket and that that uh, that badass from Bullet Club is going to be showing up in Impact along with, along with Finn Juice, along with uh, a lot of the other uh, folks. That, you know, AEW's Kenny Omega has been coming through. Private Party's been coming through. Impact has kind of become the... The Ellis Island of the Forbidden Door. You got to go through there before you go through any of the other doors. Um, but ELP, this it feels like a good match. Uh, ELP and Impact Wrestling, they they have a similar attitude. I mean, what do you what do you think, Tom? What do you think of this this uh, this I, I, partnership? I think it's great. We were th- we were talking about what you know what Impact needs to do uh, mm-hmm. now that Kenny's kind of like simmering down. Uh, and I think it's a great move because you saw on social media, you see that people are buzzing over this. It's a mm-hmm. ELP is is one of the best ones we got here in New Japan, and his style, his attitude, everything fits right. I, it fits perfect, man. I think that's mm-hmm. a good. Um, 
I I catch it there for impact. Good good on them. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and it it definitely it 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 helps with the fact that like last week we were talking about how it's very possible that Kenny Omega can can kind of end up getting that impact title lost in the shuffle if he starts collecting too many belts. If it starts to become bigger than just AEW and Impact, it can start to it can start to to kind of give impact the 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 short end of the stick but now that you've got this i mean elp and kenny omega's never happened before elp versus a guy like ace austin or elp versus a guy like trey miguel there's a lot of people in impact that elp can can work with and that i think could really have a fun uh have a fun match with that it, it it helps keep that future bright because now who knows? Maybe ELP is the guy to beat Kenny Omega for that Impact title. Like, like I said that last week, maybe Adam Page does it, maybe whatever. But it, it does, whether it's it's sustainable or not, it creates this anything can happen vibe uh, to Impact. I mean, what what do you think, Damian? You're you're over Impact has always kind of had more traction in the UK than they have in the US, uh, at least for a lot of their their time there. And so, what what is kind of the vibe now that ELP and all of these, uh, all, all of these non-impact talent are kind of coming through the, the way station, so to speak. Yeah. So kind of over here, impact does have quite a, quite a big following. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people in the WWE are into impact and for a lot of those, like a lot of those people, they're getting eyes on the likes of of ELP now is, I think that's such a good get for them. There's, his style works really well there. There's a lot he can do, and it's going to put a lot of eyes on him. Um, so, yeah, I think it's 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 a brilliant get, and the, the potential of what they can do with him there is just unreal. I'd love to see him go up against Omega. Mm-hmm. You know, that that would be great. That would be you know, that would be a hell of a match. That yeah, bring yep. bring that on. Do that. Give me it. He was also yeah. big in the UK scene before he came yep. out to Japan. No, definitely. Um, the, the first time I ever saw the LP wrestle um, was at a show here in Newcastle that I was at. Um, and yeah, he came out, he did a match, and I was like, I, I was there with my friend and my brother. And I just turned around and I went, this guy's good. This, guy, <laughs> this guy's damn good. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of my first exposure to the LP. So, Again, some people are familiar with him from the UK Indies and such. Um, but, but yeah, it's getting eyes on him. It's great. Like mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal talent, definitely. And it's it it is indicative of a bigger thing happening with Impact right now because we we've seen that AEW is is willing to from time to time let people on on to you know Kenta showed up. Uh, they didn't really do much with Impact outside of the Good Brothers and Don Callis coming to AEW. I don't remember Rich Swan ever showing up to to AEW or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it definitely feels like with Impact, any anything's possible. Finn Juice are the the current tag team champions. Kenny Omega is the the Impact champion, and so it it does feel like they're willing to to take a chance and put belts on people that aren't necessarily contracted to uh, the company that are you know. And it does add to that anything can anything can happen vibe but then when you add to the fact that impact's working with new japan impact's working with aew and so impact and so therefore aew and new japan are kind of working together then you add the fact that 
NJPW is also kind of working with MLW because we've got a lot of their their talent on NJPW Strong. Rocky Romero was just recently uh, on an episode of, of MLW. So there's there's stuff happening there. There have been uh, some crossover with uh, in, because MLW is working with NJPW. NJPW is still working with Ring of Honor. And now also MLW's, there might be a flirtation with WWE. Nothing's set in stone, but it's looking like MLW and WWE might be talking in some capacity. And so that kind of closes the loop there. Like everyone is working with everyone in some capacity right now in North America. And that, as a, I mean, as a wrestling fan, that's exciting because the biggest thing, the biggest I- impediment to I think a lot of wrestling wrestling fans' dreams are the fact that companies just don't want to work together. It's it's the territories are dead. Our talent is our talent. Uh, so be it. Um, but now now that we know, you know, if you might be able to see people cross various lines. I mean, don't get me wrong. WWE, outside of bringing in free agents like Alex Shelley, they haven't necessarily had the 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 open door policy that the rest of the companies have had but it does feel like it's only a matter of time before they either need to start playing ball or being the ones who don't like deal with anyone and so it it does feel like if this mlw stuff has some substance to it then wwe and everyone else working together that's that's just that's exciting i don't know tom what what is how does it kind of feel knowing that like like you could Ideally, when you're not working in Japan, you could be, you could, you know, do some stuff with Impact. You could do some stuff with New Japan Strong. You can do some stuff with, with hell, even with AEW, if, you know, if everything works out right. Like that, it, and without having to make the hard decisions that you used to have to make of, of jumping companies, now you can just actually, everyone can make some money together. Right. No, it's good. I, I think it's cool. I think it's good. More opportunities for wrestlers mm-hmm. to, to, you know, make some money. Pay, pay some bills but uh for me personally I'm, you know i'm here in japan for so damn long that when i go home i don't want to do anything i want to stay Fair. I wanna go home and <laughs> sit my ass at home with my family and say but yes for other wrestlers mm-hmm. it's a great time to an opportunity to um you know make you know make some extra money and that's okay that's fine that's more expo- exposure for for everybody and uh, my brother and I were talking about that yesterday because after this uh, wrestling contact, we don't know we're coming back. And, uh, you know, got to start mm-hmm. thinking, you know, what, what's our, what could be the next thing? What could be to, you know, show up and impact, beat up some good brothers, show up mm-hmm. W, beat up some relief people. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do around here? Show up WWE, beat up some Usos. What, what are we going to do? A lot of people. It seems like a lot. You you keep bringing that up, and also other people keep bringing that up. The idea of of God versus the Usos is is I think, it's it's like your your boss said. It's it's you're, they're in the dream business. Who that's a, that's some that's some dream business right there. Um, a lot of people asking for that one. <laughs> yep. But but Damien, you're you're training. You're in the UK. And and the UK scene, I mean, for for better or worse, has been kind of it's WWE's thing. Rev Pro has the New Japan relationship, but then you add Progress, ICW, the rest of of British wrestling is very, if not connected to WWE, in some cases outright you know owned by them. And so it it do, if if all of the companies start working together, it does open up the prospects for for young talent like yourself. Because look, there's nothing wrong with WWE. Like at the end of the day. If you can get a job with making WWE money, go for it. Absolutely. Don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop you. 
but as but all you know i from what i from what i can gather wrestlers are artists and wrestlers do like to be able to have that that freedom of uh artistic expression where if if you can't necessarily if you can't necessarily do what you want to do in the in in one company there's another company that's going to going to be able to give you that 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 room to grow and so what how does does that does it kind of feel like the it, it's it's giving this extra this extra opening, so to speak, it's opening a window without necessarily closing a door. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, independent companies here, like you just said, have have those ties to the WWE over here in the UK. Um, but this kind of potential or this this new way of looking at cooperation and working together between the companies that opens up, like I say, so many doors and so many opportunities to not only increase where you're working or how much money you're making doing it, but kind of the opportunities that go along with that as well, being able to, you know, maybe work with some people that you might not normally have the opportunity to, you know, be able to create those, whether it's for you or it's because it's something fans want to see, dream match scenarios, mm. um, without having to worry so much about going, right, no, no, you're in this box. This is this is the table you sit at. Yep. And don't worry about anybody else on any of those other ones. This is what you concentrate on. Mm. So, yeah, it's massively exciting. And being, you know, seeing everybody in this kind of new era of cooperation can can lead some pretty big stuff. And it's it's making a lot of opportunities for people in the UK and obviously outside mm. the UK as well, obviously. But it, it's, I think it's a very exciting time to, to be a wrestler. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad you bring up the the opportunities that come with it because like that was that that's kind of one thing that I feel like doesn't get brought up a lot because people will talk about oh this place is you know you know you can go there for money you can go there for expression you can go there for whatever but like with WWE there was this kind of feeling that like they have so many people whether it's in the UK Performance Center or at the Performance Center in Florida that they're like well why do, why do you need to go go elsewhere we've got plenty of brains for you to pick here and that means and. And they're all great brains, but it, it also limits the number of brains that you can pick. Like it would be harder for you to pick an Osprey's brain or a Zack Sabre Jr.'s brain just because he's not in that. He's not at that table. He's not he's not one of the, you know, sort of names that is is openly available to you. And now if the doors open, the windows open and, and companies start to work together that he's on that list. He's, he's someone that you can, you know, actually talk to without it being this, this big thing of, Oh, what are you, you know, you're trying to learn a new style or whatever. It, it, it can start to, it can start to let, you know, not necessarily styles clash, but like it can, it can, it, it keeps styles. It keeps the various styles of wrestling alive. And so that way there's not just, you know, not just the new Japan way, not just the WWE way, not just the, the AAA or the CMLL way. It, it's all of those styles all at once, as opposed to, to one, one company dominating it and deciding this is the style it's in right now. This is the style it's not, you know, yeah, um, that's kind of a massive part of it as well as being able to learn those other styles and have those conversations with other people um because if you do if you do say you do find a situation where this is what's considered the way to wrestle everybody learns it the creativity has gone at that point because you're not you're not kind of expressing the way you want to wrestle or you're not exploring new avenues or co collaborating on ideas and coming up with whatever the next thing is you're just working to one thing um so no, yeah, I think that's a really good, really good thing that you brought up there as well mm -hmm. for um, yeah, being able to learn those other styles and keep them alive. And yeah. I don't think this, I don't think there's such a thing as 
learning too many ways of doing it. Um, I think the more you can add to like your wrestling utility belt, the, the better off you are as a as a wrestler. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah, and it it definitely. I don't know, because I, I come from the music world, and so like I, I'll often hear people talk about how there are 12 notes in music, and that's technically true. You need to learn the 12 notes, and those 12 notes are, but there's more There's more notes than that. There are technically more notes outside of that structure, and so the idea that, that wrestling would be just limited to the 12 notes is, you know, you can get a lot done with those 12 notes, but if you have the extra ones... Ooh, that's where that's where you get jazz. That's where you get you know yeah. the fun. That's, that's where you get some real fun fun experiments. But WWE, you know, they're talking with MLW. They're ta- they might be talking with MLW. There might be this open world in North America, and there is one wrestler that apparently wants to explore that big, wide, open world. It is being reported that uh, last Friday's match, with, where Daniel Bryan lost and was banished from SmackDown. There may have been a little more reality to that than uh, than they let on. He has been moved to the alumni section. His contract has reportedly expired with WWE, which means that Brian, the former Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan, is now a free agent. He could pop up in in Ring of Honor. He could pop up in New Japan. He could help tonight. He could pop up on Blood and Guts and AEW. I don't know. I I don't. I'm still working on the the specifics, but it sounds like. Sounds like Daniel Bryan is 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 a free man. Tom, what do you what do you think of that? What do you think of the idea that American Dragon might be be coming your way? How old is he? Though? He's uh he's approaching forty. I want to say. Let me let me look it up because he's definitely oh. and this is your uh he, he's definitely getting up there. Um, although I'm, I'm thirty nine. He's thirty nine. He's thirty nine years old. He's, he's yep. He's young. Oh yeah, shit. I didn't know. I, I you know he's just been in wrestling for so damn long. He must have started so young. I he did. He came in with like he was in that crew with like TJP and Rocky Romero in the early two thousands in in the California scene. And so he's he has been he's been at it for such a long time that it does feel like he should be older than thirty nine. But yeah, he's he's thirty nine years old. I don't see him. I don't see him leaving. I don't. I don't see him leaving. Yeah. I just what. He's, yep. he's so damn good and mm-hmm. everything that they put him in that I feel they would give him whatever he would want. I that's what I think. Well and, that, and that's that's why I did want to I did preface this with the, the WWE storyline that's going on at the moment because at the end of the day Daniel Bryan is married to a WWE Hall of Famer. His stepfather-in-law is John Laurinaitis. So like it's not like he's not a company man. Like this is a guy who has more than just his own ties to the company. He's he's in with the family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are just adding some real deep reality to the the storyline that Daniel Bryan is gone. But it's fun to talk about. It, ha- it seems <laughs> to happen like every couple of years, his contract will start to come up. He'll do some interviews where he's like, yeah, I want to wrestle uh, uh, Kenny Omega. I want to wrestle John Gresham. I want to <laughs> wrestle uh, all the dream matches. Then he resigns. So like, it's it's entirely possible that, you know, we're, we're just... We're just, we're just, uh, uh, you know, speculating here, right. but it's fun. It's fun. I don't know. Uh, I mean, what do you, what do you think, Damien? Do you think, you think Daniel Bryan's going to actually leave WWE or do you think he's, he's going to, think he's going to resign? So obviously I know they had the, the stipulation in the match. And honestly, what I thought was going to happen mm. was the stereotypical, oh yeah, you're done here. So he goes across to Raw 
or maybe maybe they're moving to NXT for a bit. That's honestly what I thought was yep. going to happen. And I, I was entertaining that idea as Daniel Bryan in NXT would be amazing right now. But mm-hmm. obviously, if if he if his contract has expired and he's a free agent, I agree with what Thomas saying. I, I don't I don't think they're going to let him go. Yeah, yeah, he might be thirty nine, but he, he, I mean, the guy can still go. Um, it, whether it's related to any kind of injury concerns or anything, like that, I reckon they'll keep him around and maybe give him some kind of backstage role for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him helping out in the performance center and stuff as well. I reckon in terms of his, his technical ability, he's probably got a lot of stuff he can pass on as well. So mm-hmm. I reckon, yeah, for sure, they'll keep him around. They'll not let him go anywhere. He'll, he's such a big deal wherever we went, if he went anywhere. You know, it would be crazy not to take him. And the WWE would be crazy not to keep him. So, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he has so much to offer. He's good for the corporation. That <laughs> Whether it's on TV, whether it's with the... the the new guys coming in that he could train. He's just he's just a valuable asset to have because he's knowledgeable, man. He, the guy has major experience. He's still he's thirty nine, still young as hell. There's, I, there's, there's no if the, if he let go or you know you never know what the man could be going through. So you don't know he could just, just decide to be like I'm fucking done with this shit. <laughs> you know I it's, don't know what the hell's going on in his personal life, but. It's it's a legitimate point. He's had he's had neck surgeries. He retired at one point due to injury. So it's not like it's not like his body hasn't told him he needs to quit at least once. He's got a family. He's got a he's got a kid. He's got a wife. Um, and so it's it's entirely possible that even if his his contract is up and even if he is done wrestling for WWE, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to go on this dream match tour that everyone wants him to go on. It's very possible that he just wants to be with his family. The man has made a lot of money over the past like what he's been with wwe for about 10 years now and he's Mm -hmm. i mean look unless he is unless he is buying some very expensive flannels and i i just i don't see him i don't see him as a spendthrift i don't see him as the kind of i don't or as a a, you know a big spender he just he seems like a very down-to-earth guy and it he might be he might be ready to 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 just be a dad for a while yeah maybe yeah I mean, I'm I'm not sure how long ago it was now, but I definitely read uh, an article that was from an interview he had where he said he was he was at that point where he was looking to spend more time at home with his family, you know, looking to be more involved with raising his kids and stuff as well. So it's not it's not an impossible thought at all, and obviously it would be completely understandable. The guy's given a lot to wrestling, so mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, I can see that. Yeah, I can understand yeah. where that he's coming from. Definitely, you know, spend as a, as a performer, spending all this time away from your family. You, yeah, you gotta make some. You, you start thinking some things, man. You, like mm-hmm. shit, it might be some time to slow it down, or hang up the you know the boots. But hey, you know. It, you know. It, Exactly. We we it's, we don't know. It would all be speculation, and that's that's why I did have to. I like I said, I prefaced it with the storyline because uh, you know to, uh, Thursday night they're going to be debuting the Brian Pillman uh, Vice documentary. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring is premiering with the Pillman story. If you know anything about Pillman, Pillman's big thing was 
trying to make it feel as real as possible. And so when when he was let go by WCW, he was actually let go by WCW, and there was supposed to be this whole thing where he goes to ECW and they screwed him over. But it, it wouldn't be the first time that a wrestler played with their contract status in the name of, of making a wrestling story that much more realistic, which is why I bring up again, his wife is a WWE Hall of Famer, and her stepfather is John Laurinaitis. You don't get you don't get tighter into the talent relations. He can do whatever he wants than with than you get with Johnny Ace. I mean, this is a guy who, if if everything that has been said back I've heard about from backstage is true, is bulletproof. And so he would be the guy who can you know say. Let it let his contract run out for a week. If he shows up on NXT without a contract, maybe there's a waiver they can get him to sign. I don't know, but it, it definitely, if anyone could, you know, for for lack of a better term, could work us to that third degree. It's it's Daniel Bryan and his family right now. Um, so we'll see. I I hope nothing but whether he's retiring, whether he's wrestling for another ten years. I wish him nothing but but happiness. He's one of the best, and he deserves it. Um, but yeah, what a. What a wild, wild week in wrestling. We're about half an hour away from, from Blood and Guts, which I'm sure will also be a, a wild time. AEW has been doing very solid in the ratings. WWE just beat uh, the NBA. I believe Raw did better than uh, some. It, Raw did pretty well, even though uh, the viewership has been on a decline. It's looking like NXT on Tuesday is doing very well, and so it's... North American wrestling is back, baby. I hope everyone's enjoying it. I hope everyone's having a good time because, like this, this is it. This is we're we're wrestling every night of the week, and they're all doing numbers that are viable. So the dream is alive right now. What you want to see is Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, it's gonna get wild. Yeah, we, and and Mox, yep, yeah, Mox is taking on Nagata. That's the last. That's the oh, last bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I think we touched on it a little bit last week, but yeah, Mox, Moxley, and and Yuji Nagata are going to be facing off on, on May twelfth, and so that's that's kind of the last. Yuji Nagata is returning to Turner Television for the first time in I think it's like twenty something years. So uh, shout out to Yuji Nagata. Shout out to to John Moxley. <laughs> Bringing that IWGP US belt to the to Turner Turner Television. Oh, good stuff. Man. Thank you, Ross. Damien, we'll wrap it up there. Damien, thank you very much for joining us here on Thomas Island Podcast. Uh, where can they find you on your social, Damien? So on Twitter and on Instagram, I am at Damien Black UK. All right, Ross. At Ross W. Berman IV uh, on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, RossBerman.BandCamp for all my music. This Friday is uh, Bandcamp Friday. I'll be releasing a collection of, of traditional folk songs called Been on the Job Too Long. So be on the lookout for that. Like I said, RossBerman.BandCamp.com, at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter. Tama. Beautiful. You can find me on uh, Instagram, the good bad guy, Tama Tonga, on Twitter, Tama underscore Tonga. Guys, thank you very much for, for joining us here today. Join, join us next week or join us at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. 
we have uh, our guest here from there, Damien. Thank you. You guys enjoy your weekend or your week. What what day is it? I'm lost, man. That, 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 that table, that table spot got me. <laughs> gonna... Hey, I'm on Thursday now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say for me, for for me, it's Wednesday. I know for Tom, it's Thursday. For for Damien, yeah. it literally crossed over into Thursday as we were. Yeah, I'm at 25 past midnight here. It's all good. <laughs> Thank I, I between Tama being up at, at 7.30 to record this and you staying up so late to record this, both of you, thank you so much for, for oh, dealing. Uh, come on. It's, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> man. Guys, you guys enjoy your week, man. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun Series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.